I could look. Is it hot up here? Yes. <laughs> I hope this is a quick episode. Yes. Uh, I have people who don't know us, we're housed. We have an upstairs loft. We moved the living room up to it earlier this year when it was cold <laughs> out still. So it's perfect in the wintertime because it's so much warmer up here. I didn't have to wrap myself in blankets to not freeze to death. But now that it's getting summer-type weather, like 80s and humid, Oh my god, it's like... Yeah, this is a rough place to be now. It is. It's really warm and, um, and not a lot of air movement. So we have a room above the garage that's attached to this loft called the Annex. And you would it's got a skylight in there that opens. You would think the heat would chimney out better, you know? You'd get a draft going through here of cool air in the top floor, warm air at the, you know, up here, but then like hot air over there by the window escaping. You would think so, but it just doesn't seem to work that way. It's... And then I just, we came back upstairs, so we went down and had a smoke, and I noticed that the ceiling fan from downstairs was off. I was like, well, no wonder there's no air. Signal. Oh my gosh, why was the ceiling fan I have off? no idea, so that's why I went back down, and I just turned it back on, so I'm hoping that'll help. I oh. don't know how long it was off. Yeah, that might have been our whole problem this whole time. Well, even though the ceiling fan isn't above us, it like stirs the whole house air. Right. I mean, it was wow. off, it was on earlier today, so I don't know, it hmm. just, you know, somehow someone shut Someone it off. bumped it. Yeah. Probably one of the dogs. Uh, no, they can't reach it. Uh, other than that, um, anything we need to discuss? I mean, anything no. you want to bring up? No. We got I... tomatoes. We're all excited about planting tomatoes and peppers this season. Yes, that uh, we always do that. But I have to be honest, I am not good with plants and... Usually we end up with not very much produce. <laughs> well, this year, too, we're going to put them out in the front yard where it's good, hot, and sunny, and we'll get a garden hose over there, and we'll take care of them. We'll, we'll do better this year than we have in the past when they just sit in the back porch out in the shade all year. Yes. Tomatoes they... need sun, don't yes, they? Yes. Yeah. Yes, all of them say, full sun, full sun. Well, yeah. <laughs> we get full sun back there for about two hours. If we're lucky. Right when it's peeping through. So... We'll keep everyone up to date on our uh, our garden situation as it goes along. Um, can, can I just say one other note before we uh, we get rolling into our show while we're still talking about nonsense? Sure. I would just like to invite everyone to uh, listen to a free podcast tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be reviewing my favorite movie, uh, Flash Gordon. So it's my favorite podcast reviewing my favorite movie, and I have no problem recommending them so a free podcast so last time they reviewed for you the stupid yep. and i thought that was your favorite movie well um okay i'll say my favorite childhood movie 80s movie how about, okay that sounds good how about that yeah and i mean the stupid is my favorite comedy i mean you know you got to have a lot of favorites because like probably my favorite modern drama like adult movie probably the hateful eight that thing is a masterpiece i think I wasn't a fan, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, but then, obviously, 2001 is my favorite sci-fi. You know, I, I, people know who my favorite movies are, I think. Mm -hmm. 
I talk about it enough. Um, but yeah, so A Free Podcast, uh, look them up and uh, check it out. They're really funny, and they talk about movies and a lot of other stuff. But right now, because we're getting sweltering hot, let's talk about Supernatural. This was Season 6, Episode 12, Like a Virgin. The recap, uh, Dean coming back, um, going... Dean. Sam coming back. No? Would you let me finish my sentence? Oh, sorry. Dean coming back into the work. So him him going back, uh, you know, he had a nice happy family, then he went back to hunting monsters. Dean is different. Um, I mean, this thing, re like, recaps everything up until this point. Um, the whole purgatory things, uh, that's where monsters' souls go and they die. Uh, the deal with death and the whole plan to get sam's soul back into him I, it covered everything to date i felt like yeah so my recap i put <clears throat> sam being back here then you're right lisa telling dean to go because sam was back she's like yeah let's go sam has no soul then there was that episode where Cass destroys crowley and then yes it ended with death putting sam's soul back in yeah so they really didn't bring up because crowley was the one that was hot to find uh, purgatory and I kind of thought we were going to see him in this episode being because I don't know. They, it seemed like it was going to have a lot to do with purgatory and I thought Crowley would somehow be involved. Uh, spoiler alert. He's not, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of this, uh, I wrote in my notes, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? Cause <laughs> seems like everything's pretty, uh, pretty kosher. Uh, we see, though, the show opens up. There's a plane in a storm. The passenger's scared. Uh, something flies by it that's like a huge bird, but huge. Uh, he's like, oh, just relax. And we learn her name is Penny at Yay. this point. <laughs> uh, and, like, she closes her eyes to try to relax in this horrible storm. And then something crashes into the windshield and pulls the pilot out, just like what happens in Flash Gordon. <laughs> Um, and then she's like, ah, she goes straight into the ground and then it seems like she crashes because in the, that supernatural opening, uh, the stinger graphic is smashing glass. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this why it's connected? Spoiler alert. It's not. <laughs> no, I told you what that smashing, what I thought the smashing glass yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it's Sam's soul. Exactly. Except no, we learn that he, souls are unbreakable, but we learn what actually happened to it later in this. So I don't think that you're, uh, I, I liked your theory, but I, I don't think it quite uh, follows anymore. I think it does only because I know what happens in future episodes. All right. So, um, All right. you're right. Oh, spoiler death, alert. No, 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 no. Death did say souls, you could bend them, you could do all that, but they are unbreakable. So you're right. In that sense, yeah, right. that's... The, the glass shattering does have nothing to do with Sam's soul. Okay, cool. You agree with me. I want to debate people. Mark Yay. that down in our in our future wiki uh, <laughs> Wikipedia entries. Uh, we see that Sam has his soul back in place, except Cass reports it feels like it's been skinned alive. So that's pretty gruesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean sits down with Bobby to have a drink. Bobby has a job. Of course, it's the plane crash from the beginning. Uh, Dean doesn't really think it has anything to do with anything, except the problem is that that dude was uh, flambéed, and he was 17 miles away from the crash, and the girl was missing. So that seems odd. Yes, it does seem very odd. 
Um, and I put in my notes that Cass checks on Sam, does say his will is in place, but also, yes, and because of the fact that they were actually at Bobby's and they had Sam still in that panic room thing where he was handcuffed to the bed so death could put his soul back in. So, yeah, just um, he seems to be okay his soul-wise, but we don't really know for sure because he's still sleeping. He hasn't woken up yet. Here's the weird thing in my mind. I did not notice that they were in that panic room. For some reason, in my mind, they were at the that same hotel room the last time that Cass was fisting souls with that, with that kid. Like, for some reason, that's where I thought that they did this. And I don't know why. It made no sense. But I did not notice the background. And that's... Yeah, I didn't realize he was in the panic room. <laughs> I thought he's at the hotel. Well, didn't you find it odd then that Dean just walked upstairs and Bobby was sitting behind a desk and offers him a drink? Well, that's when I put it together. Oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, no, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he didn't pull up on a bus. I mean, he did walk up from the basement. All right, so, uh, yeah, Sam does come up from upstairs, the panic room. I thought he was, I honestly thought he was in a different town for whatever stupid reason, but, yeah, up, up pops Sam. Uh, he's happy to see Dean. Gives him a huge hug. He's happy to see Bobby. Uh, Sam, then we quickly realize he has absolutely zero memory of from when he went into hell until right now. And, whoa, maybe that's the wall that Death was talking about. Yes, I put, and they even asked him, well, what exactly do you remember? He says, I remember being in the field. I remember, he mentions about he's how he felt Lucifer uh, kill Bobby by breaking it, snapping his neck, and then falling into the pit, and then he woke up in the panic room. That's all he remembers. Well, one information then that Sam picks up is that Cass is alive, and he is very happy to hear he's alive. What was, yeah, when Sam fell into the pit, where was Cass? Well, before... Lucifer snapped Bobby's neck. He, remember, exploded Cass okay. into uh, nothingness. Well, he just, like, poof, his body just, like, exploded. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. So then he killed Who Bobby. put Cass back together? Uh, God. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we knew that or not. Yes. Cat, because when Cass came back right away... He healed Dean, and Dean's like, oh, my God, you're back. He's like, yes, and better than ever, new and improved, something like that. Oh, then, yeah, because Cass had lost a lot of his angel powers Lost a lot of his angel yeah. power, yeah. So, but he came back, healed Dean right away because, you know, he, he got the crap beaten out of him and right. resurrected Bobby. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for jogging my memory about that, about the uh, resurrection of Cass into a bigger and better self. Uh, Sam, though, says he's starving. Uh, we cut to then Sam eating a sandwich. He has no me memory of anything between hell and now. Sam starts asking questions about what happened. Uh, he gets, like, there's a, someone mentions uh, that death was involved, one of the four horsemen. Sam flips out and, like, makes it very clear he is not cool with that being in part of saving him. Um, but Dean says, everything is neat and clean and we're all done. Like, there's no debts. We don't know shit. Like, it's cool. And Bobby rolls his eyes. Yes. <laughs> I think when when it was mentioned that death helped him, I think that possibly Sam was thinking, oh, no, Dean made some sort of deal, and now yep. I had to deal with him going to hell in 10 years or whatever. But yep. Dean's like, nope, I had some leverage on him, and everything is cool. We don't owe anybody anything. Outside, Bobby's working on a car. Dean comes up and talks to him, uh, but Bobby is clearly salty. Dean asks what's up. 
And Bobby is just like, hey, man, 10 days ago, he wanted to murder me. I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time hanging out with him at the moment. Because, yeah, it, the amazing thing, though, is that the actor, he plays like two different people. He really was like a Terminator before. And now he's just all sweet and happy and smiley. Uh, so to me, it was like, oh, brand new Dean's back. And those guys, though, they're pretty, they're Bobby anyway, is pretty pissy about it. Well, you mean Sam, brand new Sam back, not yes. brand new Dean. You're right, and even Dean says, what was I supposed to do, let T-1000 to walk around and hope he doesn't you know, kill anyone? Of course, referencing the Terminator. Yeah, Terminator well, that's what he acted like. He acted like a lunatic. Well, Dean then tells Bobby he's very happy about the deal. Uh, Bobby's point of view, though, is they think that they should probably tell him the truth about everything. Uh, before he learns from someone else. Bobby and Dean are all set to go on the job. They're getting in the car. Sam, uh, he, like, notices that they're leaving and gets in on the job. Bobby then dips out and makes up an excuse, and Sam clearly notices that Bobby ditched him. Yeah, he made the excuse that, oh, I forgot, I promised Rufus that I would handle the phones this weekend. So it, it sounds like different hunters take turns of manning the FBI and CIA and all those phones that Bobby has. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured, too. But it seems like a really lame excuse, because, like, why would Bobby even be going? Like, he would clearly have that on his calendar or something. That's all he does. I mean, it's not like he's got a day job. And he'd have forgotten about that he signed up for the shift. Well, he, he does have a day job and the fact that he runs that salvage yard. So technically, yes, he does have a day job. Mm. But you're right. He's, it's on his property. He lives there. So he is able to be there to do whatever research he needs to do for the boys or handle the phones. when you know, That salvage job thing. seems like a cover. I haven't seen him working on too many cars. Oh, no. You don't really. I mean, this is today was one of the first episodes where you actually saw him working yeah. on a vehicle. So, but it's just, you know, there. And I think he was just doing that to get away from Sam. Oh, I think so, too. He wanted to get out of the house. Well, driving to the job, middle of the night, Sam is happily investigating, and he finds two other missing people. Sam asks if he, if he tried to go live a real life. You know, he's starting to dig into, hey, what happened? Dean pretty much deflects these questions, but then gives up and says that he did have a normal life for a year, but it just didn't work out. Sam has a look on his face like, huh, that's strange. <laughs> that was like the only way I could sum it up. Anything about that you'd add? No, but you're right about the look on Sam's face. It was kind of like, well, gee, I wonder what happened that it didn't work <laughs> out. Because yeah, thanks for all the details, pal. <laughs> because of the fact that if they said, oh, Sam, you've been gone for a year and a half, and Dean was only with Lisa for a year. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there were six months there that Dean's not accounting for. He's like, kind of like, well, what happened then that things didn't work out with you and Lisa? The boys show up at Penny's mother's house. They're investigating. Uh, Sam's able to sweet talk them into the front door because he's so happy now and just lovable, lovable, lovable Sam. Yes, he's back to this little puppy dog eyes look that he gives people, and they immediately melt and. Do whatever, basically, he asks. Well, they're looking through uh, Penny, the passenger's bedroom. Uh, they really don't find any information other than their mom is sad. Um, that was her sister. Oh, sister. Whatever it was. That girl's <laughs> sad. That's all that they found out. There was no point of that. The only part of that scene was that Dan... Uh, Dean. 
Dean got to uh, sweet talk her in. That was the only purpose of that scene. Sam sweet talked her in. Yeah, and that's what yes, I mean. There Sam. was another purpose to that scene. What detail did I miss in that Penny the Passenger's bedroom? Well, when we get back to the motel, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know what's going to happen here. Back at the hotel, Sam reports that they are all good girls. All of these people that are uh, going missing. Dean comes in, shows Sam the uh, diary, and reports that she's also a virgin. And they're curious of what would want, who would want to do anything with virgins. Dean says he likes sluts that know what they're doing. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that, but yeah, he says he likes women with experience. Outside, we see some girls walking home. One of the girls walking away alone. A huge whooshing sound of like a giant bird chases her down. She falls to the ground screaming. Commercial. Back from commercial, the boys are at the hospital interviewing the very girl that was screaming, which I was like, hey, wait, what? Uh, she says that a giant bat attacked her. Um, she shows her back. She's got like two huge scratches. Uh, she said that her gold promise ring it was stolen. And Dean asks, Dean then's like, are you sure you're really a virgin? Should you really have been wearing that? And she eventually breaks down and admits that she screwed Matt Barn, but he don't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why she was left. She wasn't really a virgin. Yep, leaving the hospital. Dean says that that's why she's still here. Not a virgin, and he figured that out. They get into the car. Sam says Dean is not funny. Dean disagrees. I forget even why that, how that conversation started. I, well, I mean, Dean made a joke. I forget what it was, though. Yeah, I don't. Oh, let me just get The whole back and forth about, I'm funny. I sold that line or however he did it. It was cute. Yeah, you, keep you, going. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I was going to say, you looking for Dean's joke? or? I'm just trying to All find... Right. The IMDb um, changed their format, and I can't stand it because I can't find what I'm looking for. IMDb, you failed us again. No kidding. Well, back in the hotel, all clues that they look up point to World of Warcraft. Dean calls Bobby and asks if he knows anything about dragons. Bobby's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, really, come on. you got to get me in touch with someone that knows something. So Bobby says he'll make calls and they hang up. Sam, while looking through, uh, I think the dad's journal, uh, gets deja vu and asks if they've been hunting skinwalkers lately. Uh-oh. Sam's scratching at his wall. Mm-hmm. Bobby calls and gives him the name of someone that might know something, which is dumb because this lady knows everything and Bobby is an idiot for not thinking of her immediately. Well, yes, I suppose. When we I get think... there, yeah, we'll... Yeah. Dean leaves, the Dean leaves the hotel to go talk to her, leaving Sam to investigate. Uh, like, where would, where would dragons hang out? Uh, we see girls. They're locked up in a cage. Another girl's brought in. The guy that brings her in is a real jackass. Breaks, breaks her arm, tosses her into the cage, and then single-handedly, like, his hand gets red hot and he welds the uh, cage door shut. He's a dragon. Did you figure yeah, that out? Yeah. Okay, I found that line, but I don't know exactly what Sa Dean said first. But Sam says, you know it's comforting. And Dean says, what's that? I died here, come back, and you're still not funny. 
And yeah, then, but what was the joke that he that's said? That's just it. it. Doesn't it doesn't show? <laughs> we're missing. We're yeah. I know. We're, I don't remember what the joke was either. I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to make my own judgment call if he's funny or not. I won't let Sam uh, dissuade me over how funny Dean is. <laughs> uh, well, Dean shows up at the doctor's house uh, where Bobby sent him to. Uh, she first turns him away and then says, Bobby Singer sent me, and then she lets him inside. First thing she says, though, is kick Bobby in the jewels next time you see him. <laughs> uh, it seems like Bobby has screwed her over somehow. Uh, Dean says that he's there about dragons. She's shocked uh, to hear that there's one still alive. They were supposed to have died out 700 years ago, but it's Dean insists it's definitely a dragon. She's like, well, to kill it, you're going to need a dragon blade. And, like, there's only six in the world. She's like, oh, Lord, how am I going to find that? Good thing I got one. Like, oh, well, that is handy for this storyline, <laughs> that, that they aren't on a cross-country adventure to find a sword. She's just got it. And when he's, when she said a dragon blade, what she meant was it was forged in dragon blood. Right. So and then Dean even made the comment, great, you got to kill one to make one, but how are you going to make one if you don't kill one? So it's kind of a whole catch-22 situation. But, yeah, she happened to have one in her basement. Yeah, that's true. Where did the very first dragon blade come from? Did just someone, I don't know, did a dragon, like, just get a bad thorn or something? And some blood, <laughs> I don't know. And some blood question. dropped out? I, I don't. That's a good question. Where did they get the very first blood? Uh, well, go down to the basement, and it's the whole sword and the stone thing all over again. Big giant rock, sword sticking out of it. Dean goes to pull it out. And right away, you know this is going to be some silly comedy because the music is swelling to an 11. Just this huge, epic, like, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings movie music. And he falls off and the music slows down. Ha ha. Well, Dean gets up, music swells again, starts pulling, and the same thing happens. Wow, that joke was hilarious twice. Dean says he's got another idea, but she's not going to like it. We see Sam is at the hotel looking at maps on the wall. Can't find any caves in the area, so he calls up Bobby for help. Bobby helps him figure out that probably in the sewers. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said he didn't say sewers specifically, but he says, okay, think of, since it's not going to be literal caves, think of something that would be cave-like. So, yes, that is what Sam first thought. Oh, you know, damp and wet and dark and... Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant when I said Bobby helps him figure out it's probably in the sewers. Yeah. I didn't say Bobby said it's in the sewers. Oh, sorry. I'm just sweating here. So <laughs> forgive me if you hear my shirt. Uh, Sam asks Bobby what happened, uh, you know, while he was gone. And Bobby pretty much blows him off. And Sam figures that out. Hangs up and Sam prays to Cass. Cass shows up and says he is so happy to see Sam. They says he'd hug him, but that would be awkward, which seems, <coughs> which is a pretty dumb joke nowadays, I think. Dudes can hug dudes all day long. Yeah, they can. Yeah, I, there's no problem. It's not gay people. Dudes hug dudes. It's fine. Uh, Sam uh, then tricks Cass into pretty much giving up all the information about what happened to him over the last year and a half. I got to tell you. Isn't Cass supposed to be like in all places and all time and have a little bit better attention on the plan than just giving it up this info to him? Well, no, because uh, he's not God. Only God has 
omnipotent. Omnipotent, thank you. I was going right. to say impotent, but that wasn't the word I was looking for. And omniscient. So, no, I don't think angels have know everything all the time like God would. Okay. They can only focus on one thing at a time. Apparently. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, because Plus, sometimes. Last we heard, he was still fighting a war in heaven, so he might have been dealing with that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dean is in the basement with a rock and some wires, with the rock and some wires and some plastic explosives. So he wires up the rock with all of his plastic explosives. They close the door, blow it up. They go into the room. The rock is busted into all sorts of pieces. Dean goes in and pulls it out, and the sword's busted in half. <laughs> Cheap-ass <laughs> dragon blade. I know. Fortune dragon blood my ass. And then he makes the joke, you got insurance for this, right? Yeah, she already told you it was, a price, it was priceless. <laughs> like, there's no insurance on priceless. <laughs> that lady is pissed. But not so pissed not to help out, because back at the hotel, Dean shows up with the broken sword and says, it'll work, we just have to get closer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find hilarious. <laughs> And I'm glad that they didn't say that, you know, it didn't work because it was broken because of some sort of magic bullcrap. It was just, yeah, we just got to get closer, <laughs> my half-assed sword. Yeah, it could have been like that sword on Lord of the Rings where they had to, re the elves had to reforge it. Right, yeah, exactly. that's what I was kind of expecting was some sort of reforge situation. So I was really happy when it just came up with my solution of, ah, oh, fuck it, try that. <laughs> uh, well, Sam knows where they should go look the sewers we're now joining sam and dean in the sewers they comment that they've been down there for hours and about ready to give up but then they find a pile of goo on the floor nearby sam like finds his altar and there's uh, a book a pile of goo no they found a pile of gold what oh, what i thought it was goo there no, was gold it was gold oh and it because dean even grabbed some and put it in his pocket i did not see that i just glanced up and i did not see it as gold i miss that mm -hmm. well dean uh picks up a book that's on the altar then they hear voices and follow them sam and dean find all those girls in the cage the dragon comes back and they all start fighting uh dean slices him with his half sword so like he knows like it's a real deal and they know it works too uh see because you can see him get hurt sam jumps in there's fighting back and forth. Another dragon dude shows up. More fighting. And one of them dies and one of them gets away. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. that's how that... I, I, I hate writing notes on fight scenes. Because, like, just watch the show if you're so interested. Yes, I put another dragon shows up. Sam somehow managed to get the sword. Kills the dragon. Because that dragon was about to hurl fire at Dean. Kills that dragon and the other one flies away. All right, neat. <laughs> but all of that, yeah, there's no more then, just commercial. We come back, and Dean is looking over a huge pile of gold watches. They completely pilfered that place. Oh, yeah, once they got rid of the, let the girls out and got rid of the dragon, they, it looks like Dean went back and just grabbed the whole stash. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they robbed him of everything. Uh, Sam says that he is so sorry. And so the jig is up. Sam knows what happened. Dean asks, well, who told you? Sam tells him that Cass did. And uh, then Dean's even like, oh, that idiot. <laughs> then he called him a friggin' baby or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam goes on about how bad he feels for being evil Sam. 
And Dean warns him. He's mad. He's like, man, just knowing more, knowing about this could kill you. So just stop it. Uh, during this conversation, though, a little back and forth about should Sam know more or shouldn't he? Bobby comes out and shows them uh, some findings on that book that they brought back. The book is uh, bound in human skin, and it's got tons of information about something really terrible. Um, some place that's blood and bone and dark. I don't know if he calls it purgatory at that time or not. He doesn't, but he, he says it. It looks like it's known by many names, but he says you, I think, would know it as purgatory. And that's when I think Dean makes the comment, oh, I know a demon that would have really liked to have had this information a while back. Yeah. Then uh, we move. Uh, this is, this ending is a little different than most because, I mean, we've already had our little wrap-up Sam and Dean ending. And, well, we already had our dragon slice ending. Then the Sam and Dean sweet moment ending. And then we end up with, like, more show. Well, it wasn't really a sweet moment because... Well, they were talking about it. Who she, who should he know more about it or not? Well, but yes, but they did. But then when they were still talking about the book, um, <clears throat> Bobby was telling them this book throws them how to open the door to purgatory. And oh, I mean, wait, <clears throat> there's a lot more in here. You're okay. you're skipping over parts. Okay. Uh, I was just explaining this ending's a different than most. I, I got a lot more to go through here. Oh, okay. Because this is like more show at the end, where normally we have the monster fight, the Sam and Dean conversation, and then it's credits. In this point, there there's more show. Yes, and there here is. it is. Okay, so yeah, they're talking about the human skin book and all of that stuff. Someplace terrible. Then it cuts to a van pulling up uh, with the dragon dudes are driving it, and uh, they're. Got a couple of girls, they drop them off. Then it switches, the camera switches back to Sam, Dean, and Bobby. And Bobby explains that this book is an instruction manual on how to open a door to purgatory. Explains that purgatory is ba basically mon monster fun land. Uh, then we see the dragon people, they're on a like a cliff edge, they're doing a chant. Uh, there's a swirling black pit, and they toss the girl in, and then the black pit turns red at the bottom. Camera switches back to Bobby and says it gets worse. The purpose uh, of this opening of this door isn't just so you can go over and have a vacation. It's to let something out, something called the mother of all. Camera switches back to dragon people, and that girl comes flying back out, and she looks possessed and evil as hell, and she's like, I'm the mother of all, and we got a lot of work to do. The end. Yes. There, did I catch it? Did I did I capture it all for you? Yes, you did, and you did a wonderful all job. All right, you got to trust me sometimes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, sometimes this time I I didn't put as extensive notes in as I should, so yes, I wasn't writing back and forth, back and forth. But you're right, those scenes that kept going back and forth. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I liked it though. I mean, and it really felt like wow, this is gonna be a. Uh, I feel like it ended one season with getting Sam stuff back. I know that they're going to keep going into that eventually, but then, like, we've been going through all the Alpha Monster stuff, and now the Alpha Monster stuff has transformed into the mother of all stuff. Obviously, I'm thinking the mother of all monsters. Yes, but what's funny is this came out before the Game of Thrones show. Oh, no. Is she called the mother of all dragons? No. Um, when... Dean was asking, because uh, Bobby said the book keeps referring to mother. And he's like, what, the mother of dragons? 
And that's when he says, no, the mother of all. Yeah. So, But that was kind of like funny cause it, because then, you know, Game of Thrones came out and Daenerys yeah, Targaryen really... was the mother of dragons. Yeah. So, well, I mean, those books were popular before. I mean, did he read the book? Is that who, how they got the joke? It's it's possible. Well, I don't think they – it wasn't a joke. Well, uh, it was yeah, a joke, you, though, I, in the yeah, show, I think. Possibly. Possibly. Because you're right. The, the show hadn't been out, but the books had been out. So yeah. I'm sure people who had read the books knew. Oh, yeah. Big sci-fi nerds, you know, going through 900-page novels that you don't know if you'll ever read the end of. By the way, <laughs> the entire COVID pandemic, is, is, when's that last book coming out? I know, man. That guy's had a long time to finish writing that. He had an entire pandemic to write. Where is it, dude? Finish it up. It's not fair to your fans. That... And hope like hell it ends better than the series did. <laughs> yeah, don't get lazy now. Uh, I really like this episode. It was cool. Um, you know, uh, it's too bad that the that Sam's mystery. I really thought that they were gonna kind of slowly peter that out, maybe over like three or four episodes, where like each episode he learned a little bit more, and then he learned a little bit more. Maybe that is still what's gonna happen. But for for a cast to like give him the lowdown and kind of the the rough outline already is a little sad. I, they they gave up that too quick. Yes, they did. But you are right. As more episodes go on, um, more and more is going to come out, and sometimes his past does come back to haunt him. Interesting. Um, and then I mean the gold stuff's cool that now they're like rich with <laughs> gold watches and junk. Well, there's, a, there's more than gold washes. They had, like, Oh, yeah, there's going to be jewelry. rings and coins and everything. Jewelry, yeah, necklaces, rings, things like that. Yeah, well, it's a dragon's hoard. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd be lucky to find a dragon's hoard. Yes, you would. Although I did not realize that dragons turned into humans. And their mm -hmm. hands could light on fire. Yeah. Like, they're really <laughs> extending the whole dragon narrative here to make this character work. Well, they are, but, you know, this is supernatural and things happen differently in that universe. Yeah. <laughs> like day and night. <laughs> God, that's... You know, and what's funny is that you and I are now catching the whole day-night thing on other shows, not Supernatural, and we yes, make that comment. Oh, it must be Supernatural Universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah, My 600-Pound Life. The, the guy goes in for counseling. It's bright, sunny afternoon. He leaves dead-ass in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, how long was that session, dude? <laughs> Yeah, that's when I made the comment. Oh, it's supernatural universe. You have to, you know, the day night, it doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. All right, anything else before we get going today? Um, No, just going to talk. Uh, the next episode is season six, episode 13, and it's called Unforgiven. Neato. Can't wait. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. But better yet, go on over to our website called coupleofvidgets.com, run by yours truly, Penny. You do an awesome job at that. Thank you. Um, if we could get you trained up on how to publish the uh, <laughs> the episode, I, I can't believe that you you edit a website before you know how to use some point and click podcast software. Oh uh, well, I'll learn it someday. Yeah. So come on over, couple of agents.com. You can download the episode, stream the episode, subscribe to the episode.